I mean, it's it's a lot of pressure, you know, like, you know, it was just a huge from zero to hero very fast. But that is like, that is part of the attraction for us to business is that you are responsible for, for everything attached to it. You know, like it is always your fault if anything goes wrong. I just find it as, I don't, I don't really care what anyone thinks of me. I don't listen to anyone really about anything. And most people are positive. Like actually no one's actually that negative towards you anyway. Like everyone wants the best from most people anyway. Who doesn't like a good cocktail? Well, today's guest, Scott, has learnt to make them in all different ways, including the famous bubble cocktail. He's also learnt how to do it pretty fast, just like everything else he has dabbled in within his careers. The Community Information Centre would like to pay respect to the Woolgarugaba and Bindul people, the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast was recorded. My name is Teresa Hudson. I'm the coordinator of the Community Information Centre and today I'm joined by Scott Stalker, owner of the OSC Bar here in Townsville. Scott, thank you for joining me. No worries at all. Thanks for having us. No worries. So let's start at the beginning. Where did you grow up and um, what was life like for you growing up? Uh, I grew up in Western Sydney. Uh, I guess both my parents were police officers. Uh, they were both retired pretty early on. I um I was I, I always wanted to join the army from a very early age. Like that was sort of ever all I was ever going to do. What and did you think joining the army was like as a kid growing up? Like, did you know uh, what you wanted to do in the army? Oh yeah, I always wanted to be infantry. So my dad, my dad was in uh, Vietnam. He was like in infantry for a couple of years before he joined the police. Yep. Um, so I guess I just always wanted to join the infantry. Like, I was pretty like in hindsight, I was actually pretty aware of what it was actually like. I think unlike a lot of people, like a yep. bit, bit disillusioned of what it's going to be like, but. It, was actually, it turned out to be a pretty good experience. So I did a lot of work through school to just to, to sort of set myself up to get in the army pretty early on. So I joined at 17 um, and then, yeah, here we are. Came to Townsville with the army, I guess. Yeah, so how long were you in the army for? Six and a half years. So just, just over six years. I did a lot of fun things. Like I, had, I had a great time in the army. Like actually, while you're in the army, it's maybe not so flash, but, but looking back on, on it, it was a very good... Um, it's it's a great thing to do in your early twenties, I think. Yeah. Did you get to travel with it, or and and? Oh, I mean, you get to a... travel a fair. I went overseas. I went to Afghan for for seven months, but um, I I mean, you get to travel a little bit, but you always travel to the shittest spots in the country and get parked up in the bush somewhere. So it's not exactly too exciting. Yeah, but it was good. It was a lot of fun. So, what was transitioning out of the army like then? I think for me it was quite easy. We could be, we came back from Afghan. And I always knew I was going to get almost straight out, um, as I was probably twenty two or twenty three by then. So, so were you in Townsville when you decided to get out? Of yeah, the army? yeah, yeah. So I was only ever posted to Townsville, so right. I was always the one out of Townsville. And then um, I guess I just I, I'd had enough. I just wanted to. I was out of the army. I had a great time, so I wasn't like you know disenfranchised with the whole thing. I just wanted to to leave, and yeah. I guess I left with the intention of going overseas. And then that definitely wasn't for me. The the whole backpacking lifestyle was a little bit loose and a little bit little bit empty for, for myself so well I suppose you just came from a really structured work yeah and I, think, I, didn't, I guess I didn't really look like I mean I've always been a pretty like intense person even before the army and then the army sort of only enhanced that a little bit I guess and it was just too much of a flop to, to go from that to, to doing whatever you want you know with a bunch of backpackers was not really my thing um, and then we got a little bit um like definitely got a little bit lost when we came back to Townsville when I came back to Townsville then like I went back to you know just my old regime of going to the gym I ended up picking up a job at the correctional center as a as a prison officer for a couple of months which is which was fun it's a cool it was a cool little experience like it was my first sort of job outside of the army and I did that for a couple of months and then and then we had enough I definitely had had enough of that by that point and and sort of quit there so you say we do you mean I say we sorry I say we a lot because me and my partner have worked together for so long I just actually just generalize we as us 
most of the things I've achieved in my life have been like a we thing with either me and her definitely or I just say we we in general like I mean it's been very you're a team yeah I mean we are definitely you know but like most of the things we've achieved in our life are not just because of I or even us it's like everyone that's been involved has been a huge part in especially the older you get the more you look back on on how much of an impact I guess everyone's had that's ever been a part of your life I guess so I heard you were getting a haircut one day and I'm looking yeah. at you. I don't know what hair there is <laughs> to so cut. Now I'm bored. Like, yeah. <laughs> now I'm bored because there's no video. We'll just fill around in that one. I was getting a haircut one day um, after I um, just quit the prison, I think it was. And I didn't really know the lady. I've been going there a couple of times. Um, and then she said she was just moving her, her hairdressers to a, a new place on Flinders Street and they were going to open a, a coffee shop at the front. So like, I left sort of thought about it a lot and then just gave her a call the next day and sort of went from there. Like she really, like our relationship is interesting over the next 18 months. But like, I mean, we, I, I, I have a lot to thank her for. Like she's actually been like good or bad. The person that has set me on the path that we have really. Yeah. So it was very, very out of the blue. So had you, do you like coffee for starters? Do you like coffee? I do like, I do like coffee, but like at that time I'd never made I'd never made a coffee in my entire... I, I mean, I drank coffee, Other than, but, like, Macona or... Nesca, yeah, and, yeah, like, you know, right? like... Yeah, okay. Like, AJ's have caramel lattes, you know. No one, no one's drinking, you know, like, specialty coffee around the place, so... Right. I guess we, like... I, at the time, was a very... Like, I had nothing else going on, and I hated the prison with passion, so... So, I remember... I was still at the prison, actually, sorry, when I committed to that, because there came... An article came out in the paper while I was still working at the prison, and it got a little bit awkward, but, um... I quit the prison and, and just went there and... I went to a coffee shop. Yeah, so, like... She said so the whole, totally like, left field to what you've ever been trained in, taught in, experienced. Yeah. We, I mean, yeah, it, it was 100%. And we continue to sort of do that now. Like, I just find it, we've learned everything we have from YouTube. Like, we really have. Like, we've done the same thing with the, with the coffee shop. We learned, like, I literally never used a commercial coffee machine before. And then it shows up, like, two days before we opened, you know. Like, I remember the first coffee that we ever made was a, it was a, uh, a double macchiato. I was like, fuck's sake. Like, I actually had to, go- I had to Google it straight away. Like, he's the first customer that walked in the door. He's like, oh, double macchiato, thanks. I was like, yeah, mate, no worries at all. And then you had to get out Google and see what the fuck that was. Like, because we were just so, like, so new at that whole thing. But it was also probably a good 12 yeah, months before. Yeah, I'd be before. like, Makona? Yeah, like, I know, right? Can we're just I like, just shake that up yeah, and get some <laughs> <yeah>. breath on <laughs> it? <laughs> but it turned out really well. You know, like, it's, we, like, like I just, I don't find, I don't, I, I enjoy work. Like, my yeah. whole life is work. Like, I only do things that I genuinely enjoy. Like, when I left the army, I, I sort of promised myself to never be doing anything or stuck somewhere doing anything that I don't want to do. So, so we work, I mean, I work seven, well, Marissa was around there. So, Marissa did actually, like, come and help out a lot. She was there the first few shifts helping us out. But I essentially worked seven days a week, like, no days off for the first 12 months. Um, and it was great. It was a lot of fun. So, I heard you say 18 months before. Was that 18-month journey before you opened another door to um, another journey i think we I, I i'm i'm horrific with timelines but i i would say that we're at i was at dialogue coffee for it wasn't called dialogue coffee it was called swagger and jack's coffee i was there for probably 18 months maybe 12 months maybe and then i opened a second venue and that's sort of where our relationship went downhill a little bit with the, with yep. the landlord of that place um so essentially i handed over swagger and jack's and then i moved over to dialogue coffee which is still there under the telstra building um and the same thing i was there for a, a couple of years um, just doing a different coffee shop, a little bit of a different feel of the place. And it was actually mine. So the you know, the, the, the original Swagger and Jacks was not really mine. I was just managing it essentially. Uh, whereas this one was like, you know, the first commercial lease I signed, the first, you know, the first fit out I had to pay for myself and all that sort of stuff. So it was really just the start of our own first business really. So then you went from a coffee shop into fitness. Yes, yeah, so this is what we do. And the things we'll do in the future will be something completely non 
involved with what we're doing now. It'll just be an intense amount of time learning and studying online, really. Like we use the internet quite well to sort of to learn things. So Marissa, um, my partner Marissa, has a, she's a physiotherapist yeah. and, a, and a huge background in fitness. So I mean, she was a she was a big driving force of the gym. Um, and, I, and I did CrossFit for the last sort of four or five years. So it was just like a natural progression. We wanted to open a small gym. So she was working full time as a physio. I was working full time at the coffee shop. And we opened a small CrossFit gym in South Townsville, which is like, I think you get a little bit of a big head after your first successful business. You know, it's, you think it's all going to be pretty smooth sailing. And the first one was, um, we opened in South Townsville, fitted the place out. It was awesome. Um, had probably, I don't, know, I don't know, 30 or 40 members. And then we got shut down like overnight by the council for a noise complaint, which in hindsight was annoying, but also very valid because where we put that place was just not applicable for a, for a gym. But I think at some point in my life, I would like to assist people in that whole process because the council actually provides zero assistance. Like it's actually quite hard to navigate with a background of zero, you know, like neither of us have a history of business. We don't have family that have done business. We don't have friends that have done business. We don't have really like, you know, um, mentors at all. So like a lot of this is sort of just So it was an instant shutdown, but yeah, here's like some overnight. solutions, here's some no, ideas. No, there was no here's... solution. So like it was, it was literally overnight. Uh, it was a put, you can put in a material change of use, which we've since done for the bar. But it was our fault. Like it was, we were completely in the wrong. Like we we're in a fucking residential area, yeah. <laughs> banging around barbells at five a.m. in the morning. You know, like looking back on it, it was the most absurd spot to. But we were just so ambitious and so keen to start a gym that apparently that didn't seem to matter in our brains at the time. But so there were the things not considered and so. Oh, not forward. at all. Like I mean, yeah. like they were considered, but not to the severity of they should have been. You know, like. Um, but yeah, it's those sort of things that yeah you learn a little bit from so you could have walked away from that kind of industry then and went eh, let's move on but you yeah. decided to push on and find somewhere suitable and open yeah i mean probably. we we i mean we'd already bought a lot of equipment so we didn't really want that much personal equipment at home um we were really enjoying it so like luckily townsville's predominantly for lease so there's plenty of plenty of sheds we could find and and we found somewhere um just on summer street in Homer park there so it, it turned out really well it was one of those blessings that we got shut down we paid double rent for a good nine months like it was a really shitty you know six to nine months but we ended up growing to a three or four hundred person gym in the end because we took on a huge lease at a bigger facility which never would have happened in the first place at the small place so like it really did work out like for the best yeah at the time <laughs> yeah at the, yeah, time. Oh, at the time it's like oh, i mean it's, well luckily we both we both don't have a lot of like money's not money's just not really a, a thing to us like we ne have never had a lot of money and we uh, up until sort of this point we have been very comfortable um, risking like every dollar to do anything and we'll, we'll find with that. So it wasn't why really, is, why is that? I don't know. I guess my family and, and Marissa's family have never like, you know, our families aren't rich, aren't well off. It's just never been a big thing in my life. I guess I've like, as long as you I don't can, know what you're missing if you've never had no, it. No, not really. You know, and like having a nice car, like just doesn't excite me. A nicer house doesn't really excite me. You know, like all those sort of things just don't really, I just don't really enjoy them a lot, I guess. Luckily <laughs> I like food and we can buy plenty of food. So so we're pretty happy. So speaking of food, you then move from a CrossFit gym yeah. <laughs> into a fancy restaurant. Yeah. We so are. again, you've gone coffee shop, gym, fancy restaurant. Like they're two, three different. Yeah, different I think things. like we always talk about. I think I, I think our lives are relatively not limited, but 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 capped by our experience so far. Like there's nothing as exciting is going to happen unless we actually put ourselves out there and do something pretty radical, you know. So I don't even know. I actually can't really. I was actually sitting down for a coffee. Some almost random guy at the time um, asked us if we wanted to do a, a – I was going to run the coffee shop at the front of a restaurant again sort of thing. And then one of the venues fell through. So we looked at somewhere else. Then we decided to go on 50-50 on it. And 
it somehow warped into a fine dining restaurant. Like it was never really a big, big plan. Like leases are cheap in Townsville. So we sort of just like um, took something on that we thought we could handle. And then we tried to just to develop what we wanted to do from then on. We were lucky enough to find like a really brilliant head chef um, that came on board super early. And I think just things snowballed from there. Like when he started cooking and like we saw what he could do, we all probably got a little bit too, <laughs> probably all got a little bit too ambitious and, and maybe took it a little bit too far. But we got into a full fine dining restaurant. So we had like a hundred person seat, a hundred seat um, fine dining restaurant, um, like smack bang in the middle of COVID. So we signed the lease, COVID happened for the first time. And then we opened the first, after the first COVID lockdown, we opened with a 10 person capacity, which is definitely a, um, again, like one of the best things that could have happened to us. But it was great. We we had a lot of fun there. Like the the restaurant, we we got a you know we were a hatted restaurant within the first six months. So like we were up there with jam and touch of salt as being the only other, other hatted restaurants in town. Um, we learned a lot from that place. I mean, depending if you've dined there or not, we had a very high price point, which matched the quality of food we were using and the quality of ingredients and the like presentation. And in the end, it wasn't probably quite up to scratch <laughs> of what it should have been, because none of us had any idea what we were doing. But it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. It's still, it's still, it's still there. So uh, most of the teams changed on, but we recently um, exited and sold our half, and it's still going now. So I think it's still, still going quite well and, and cruising along. So that's Matt Black Violet. That's Matt Black Violet. Yeah. How did you get the name? <sighs> there was a bar in Bali called Jet Black Ginger, um, and just the, I don't know. I like the three words. It was a bit of a color, and it was just a bit random. I know. So yeah, it just rhymes and it yeah. goes off the tongue. We just don't. I don't like things that are super indicative. Like you don't when you when you come in, you don't really know what to expect. It's a little bit like, you know, the experience when you're in there is a little bit more important than the name suggests. Maybe at the front. So we went for something a little bit longer, and um, it was cool. Yeah. So you said you took on the lease just prior to COVID, mm. and then you've renovated that through COVID. Yeah. What was that like through COVID while you're renovating, knowing that we were in the unknown? Yeah, I th- it's one of those things. Like, I mean, we, I mean, we're just. I luckily don't think of things very negatively all the time, which is awesome. But it actually just turned out to be really great because we it, already. Well, it did turn out, but you didn't know that at the time. Did no, you? we didn't. But I mean, like the world's gonna re- like the world has to reopen. You know, like, um, you know, we didn't have any staff at the time. We already had already allocated the money to the fit out and to the opening expenses, so we already had the cash set aside. Um, and the government come through pretty quick with with their job keeper and that sort of stuff. But what it really provided us was like the time. Like I don't think if we didn't have the time to do the fit out that we did, it wouldn't have been the fine dining restaurant that it was. It would have been something a little bit less. But because we just had all this, we had ample time all of a sudden and we had already allocated the money to it. We actually just had like whatever it was, a month or two months to do whatever we wanted. And then, so you said you sold that now and yeah. um, the Osk Bar. So for those who don't know, the Osk Bar is a cocktail. Yeah. Fancy cocktail bar. It is but a then fancy cocktail there's, bar. Um, so again, YouTube? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, so me and Marissa have never worked in, oh, I think Marissa did a few shifts, but I, I, I've never worked in a bar that I haven't owned. So MBV had a bar, and Matt McVile had a bar at the back, which I did a lot of time in. So that's where I learned most of the stuff but again 100% YouTube like I've never actually been taught by anyone so yeah YouTube all the way <laughs> YouTube and Instagram <laughs> yeah not, so they are really lovely cocktails because I've been there a few times yeah I think we, we learn a lot of lessons from Matt Buckvar like our our vision is always very I think accurate our execution sometimes is a bit iffy um why do you think that because you think that but I like I don't see that so. oh, no, I think it's just like I mean like uh, yeah I mean I guess you're right like so Dialogue Coffee, like all our businesses up until Matt Black Violet were perfect. Like 
they they had worked really really well. They, they've been fantastic. Like we couldn't have asked for any more from them. I think just Matt like Violet, like it was a thirty, like we had thirty staff within like three months. You know, I mean, like, it was just a huge operation that that none of us had the experience for. I think so. Did you feel that pressure then of being responsible for those people? I don't think I, I didn't feel a lot of pressure. Like me and Marissa, I mean, it's it's a lot of pressure. You know, like you know, it was just a huge from zero to hero very fast. But yeah, you do feel the pressure. I mean, like you know them all personally. Like the moment their hours get cut a little bit, especially coming off the back of COVID, like. But that is like that is part of the attraction for us to business is that you are responsible for for everything attached to it. You know, like it is always your fault if anything goes wrong, and that's sort of what we enjoy. Like that that is why we do what we do because it it, it does come down to how good or bad we are at said thing. You seem very at peace with being able to say it's my fault. Yeah, I like. I mean, I I always have. I, I enjoy. I do. It was. It is my fault. Like there is no. That, that's the. Yeah, that's you, the you idea. don't hide like, it. Like no, or you like, take responsibility for it, no, or you own like, it. I find this like. I that's find, really hard for people to do, but it is, people... especially business owners. Like you know, you ask them how things are going. Oh, it's always good. It's fuck off. It's good. Like it's not always good. It can't always be good. You know, no one is very. But like, yeah. I mean, we just are. Fine. We are fine. Just just fine with it. Like there is. I just find it as. I don't. I don't really care what anyone thinks of me. I don't listen to anyone really about good. anything. And. Most people are positive. Like, actually, no one's actually that negative towards you anyway. Like, everyone wants the best from most people anyway. Um, but yeah, I'm just happy doing our own thing and learning as much as we can. We're obsessed with learning things. Like, we really do. Uh, one of the things we need to work on as we get a little bit older is like following through with things after the sort of the six and twelve month mark. As we start to get a little bit bored with some sort of things, you know, like we have a bit of a tendency to, to to not back off, but like we just move on and and we need to put things in place before we sort of check out a little bit more. But so, as why, as so why is that? Because that was one of my questions I wanted to ask. Like, yeah, you have jumped I don't know. Um, I... to a few different businesses that don't closely align and no. but you've gone in head first. But then also when I go back to your time in the army, that was very structured. Yeah. So. I don't know. I guess we're pushing it back. I guess I push back a little bit from uh, something being mundane. Like the army is intensely yeah, mundane. Yeah, so is so this like, you rebelling, you reckon? I guess, I mean, it was initially, but I think it's more of just a, who I naturally am now. Like definitely initially. Which is I a good made, rebellion if it is. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, initially I put fucking huge amount of work into like, I mean, I wouldn't let anyone make me do anything that I didn't want to do. But now I'm a little bit more, you know, a little bit more um, easier to deal with sometimes. But like, I think it's just it's just who we are now. Like we, we are just incredibly like, we just want to learn so much about things. Like we really just do like, Eventually, we want to try and, you know, progress our lives, progress how many people we can affect, of how many experiences we can have, you know, like we really are just chasing different experiences. And so at this moment in my life, I'm not super concerned about tying down my super account and figuring out life just yet. You know, I think we've got a few years before I have to start worrying about my future self. So while we can, I think while we can, it's a good chance to sort of do as much as we can until something sticks. Like I think we'll find, I'm a big believer of like, I, I won't do anything until I just do it. Like, you know, being in the fitness industry for a long time, you know, you can tell yourself to go to the gym and it can be hard work, but then one day you'll just start going. And I really am just pretty patient until that sort of happens. Like one day I won't go to the gym for six months and I'm not, I don't really bust myself up about I should be going because when I want to go, I'll just go. Same with the business stuff. Like when we eventually figure out something that we love and we spend a lot of time on, like we will just do it. And that's how we, I guess that's the enjoyment we find in most of our lives, really. That's, that's what we wait for things like that to come along that are actually a lot of like, fulfilling things in our lives you know we interviewed a man previously howney mm. um who has a jiu-jitsu oh yeah, listen to that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and he's very similar yeah like he'll get in and do something and then when he's done or when it's not right for him anymore so he was from brazil he came from, yes. yeah see i think like that's what i find like i mean when i don't spend a lot of time reminiscing on my life but like he has i think he's just people like that that have come from 
things, you know, like areas that are less than Australia, like the, like that have less privileges than Australia, are just so appreciative of everything they can do. Like, I think luckily I, me and Marissa are somehow super appreciative for the things we can do, even though we have come from a relatively place of privilege. You know? Yeah, yeah. He just packs up and goes. And yeah. He, like, they? what the fuck? He just like he just literally packed up and like and yeah. left. Hey, what did he tell his family? He's like, see ya. <laughs> yeah, and then you know, like, from Sydney to here, yeah. he did it again. That's awesome. Yeah. Hey, I really, I really enjoyed. I actually really, have really enjoyed a lot of the the podcast. Like, it's been really good to see. Like, and people are just. I just find people at the most normal to the most progressive to the most interesting person out there all have unique stories. I mean, it doesn't matter if they're successful in business or they are a tradie somewhere. They're they're like their history, their lives, and their stories are just as unique and exciting as every person's. Hey, it's just a little bit of a yeah. different. Yeah, and you walk past them every day. Yeah, that's what I found. They are, you know, that's and they're people that, and I hate ignorantly. They're people that I wouldn't normally engage with a lot of them too. Like they're, they're people that you wouldn't naturally feel like you want to go and engage with, but they actually have just as a compelling story as every other person in the world, right? Like, yeah, I'm, it's been really I'm cool. big now. I sit up there and go, what's, what's your story? Yeah, like, it must be fun. You, you always want to grab anyone. Today? Hey, you, come here. Well, yeah, just just talk. You know? Let's like, have a coffee. Yeah. Who are you? It's really what great. I think it's, yeah. been, it's been great. Yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> and they look at you like... Like, are you undercover like, or what? People are, yeah, what do you want? I think people, obviously, some people are nervous about it, but like most people want to tell you their story too, I Yeah, assume. yeah, because like, I genuinely want to, yeah. Yeah. So you had one story you put on LinkedIn mm. that caught my attention. It was, um, mm. and you, your words were, I have put enormous amounts of stress on myself as well as extraordinary stresses on my business and life partner. Was it worth it? Absolutely for me, but it has cost a lot more than I ever thought in more ways than one. And that caught mm. my attention. And I said to Damien, our producer, I want to interview Scott and yeah. find out what is that? What is more ways than one? What is the stresses it's you've put yourself It's funny with those posts, how you just move on, how you post them. And then obviously, obviously at the moment, like it was something. Well, that was inspiring for me because yeah. I was like, oh, what is it? Think, what is it you've done? I think luckily, like, I think it's just, I think probably the biggest stress is probably on, like me and Marissa are like, like one, like we spent fucking 23 and a half hours together and we have like literally for the last five or six years. And I think MBV did a lot of damage to us in general. They're just, just the enormous amounts of stress of, you know, having 30 staff and, and whatever goes with it, particularly a fine dining restaurant. Um, but I think, I, I think, I don't know. I think overall it's just been, it has like, it's, it's just more stressful than people give it credit for. Like I, me and Marissa do different. This Marissa struggles more than I do whereas I luckily I just don't struggle with it but like you do have to acknowledge that it is still an enormous like it's an enormous amount of stress that people take on for any business you know any small business any any person doing a small business like they are now the one responsible for making their entire income work their entire life work um and to please a consumer in the end you know there's, there's just a there's just a and people need to remember like that you're and if you don't please else. that consumer, they could very well ruin well, your they reputation, are, and, right? But luckily, um, the market does decide, right? If, if people aren't into it, they're not into it. Like, you can kick and scream about it all day long, but if people don't like it, like, we are there to please people. Like, we will pivot left, right, and center until we find something that people are happy with because, like, I have the best opinions on things, but so many times they're just flat out wrong, you know? Like, they are just not what people are ready for or people aren't into. They just don't like it. I'm just wrong, you know? Like, so we have tried to change a lot, but, like, you give a lot of your life and it's, it is just, it's a significant amount of stress that people don't highlight in business. I don't think enough, you know? And it doesn't have to be a negative thing. Like, I think last time we spoke, it doesn't have to be, like, I luckily don't view it as, and negative it's just part of it and people just have to be very aware with the current obsession with being an entrepreneur and being a business owner and having your own business like it's it's sort of what everyone says these days but a lot of people aren't ready for that kind of like 
stress on their lives, their partners, their family, you know. And I suppose you see the front side of the business and you think it's all happy and it's yeah. and it's great and you might see that business owner driving that car and you think, man, I can do this. I can jump into a business. Yeah, I think, But yeah. it's, it's not. It's easy. not. And you, just don't, you just don't know. And that's what is unfortunate about the current. I think eventually I'll pull my finger out and do a little bit more talking on social media because I think it is a good insight of how, like we've had a multi-million dollar fine dining restaurant and we made no money from it which is the, the total realism of the world, especially in hospitality, like worldwide, you know, like most of those things are breaking even. Like everyone can pull a wage from it. Sure thing, you can pull a wage. I can work a hundred hours and pull a thousand dollar wage, you know, like it's sort of, if you enjoy it, it's awesome. But if you're doing it for the money or I don't know, anything less than enjoyment, it's really not going to work out too, too well for you, I don't think. Mm. And people don't talk about it. Like people just don't talk about it enough. Like people just do not acknowledge how things are going like everyone's always fucking good how is it it's always good i have a sweet car and here they are just like it's like a, what, like a duck they're just going nuts under the water you know like it's just everyone doesn't really matter like the thing what people, i think what i think about a lot is it doesn't matter how well it's going even when it's going like osk is the most successful business that we've ever had and it's still just not enough you just still have the same problems because all you want to do is make it better and if we make a thousand cocktails this week next week i want to tw- make 1200 and then when you don't make 1200 you're still so annoyed it doesn't matter you know like it's always the same i think the stress that people take on for business has to you be sound like you challenge yourself well i write it the is word like, here yeah challenge you like challenging yourself well, think, and then if you don't reach your challenge you beat yourself up yeah and that's why i think like business I've, i think i have taken hard to business because it's like playing footy but you can do it forever and it's like the options are infinite. You can just pick whatever you want. And it's really you versus the market. You know, like you're trying to bring something to like OSC. I like OSC, but OSC's no longer for me. I can't go there and have a drink without thinking about a thousand things in there. So I just don't go. Like oh, it's no, not for me. because it's your workplace yeah. now. Yeah. But it's not That's for me. Why That's it's why it's not great working from home. Trust no, me. No, hundred percent. Because yeah. you never get to leave it. <laughs> no. And that's what like, but it is for other people. Like we have created that whole bar and everything we've ever done for, for others to enjoy. And that's what we just enjoy doing. We, we enjoy creating things for, for other people, I guess. So what's what was your vision when you were building Osk Bar? Yeah, oh, a vision was always the same. So like the cocktail, the the site, like the the quality of cocktails and service and the table service was always our our vision. As far as the aesthetics go of it, we did most of it ourselves, and that we're not good at. Like we don't visualize well, so we just started putting things on the walls and taking them down and built a wall and pulled the wall down. Like we just do a lot of things, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. You take it away. We painted a wall blue, and then fucking now it's fully black you know like we just do a lot of we can't we both don't have a great vision in our brains so we just do things and then when it fucking looks shit you pull it down and you do it again like but us turn us turned out really well like it's just it's it's a good it's good to see that all of the lessons learned from maybe the last three or four years have come together in a place where we can actually um create the product that we want to like and the quality of product we want to because like a fine dining people are out i mean there's plenty of better people than i that can make a fine dining restaurant work um, it was just, I didn't have a skill set for that. But when you take that back down to three or four employees, five employees, you know, it's a lot easier to, to manage and it's a lot easier to keep that quality. And when we are going for like, we're not looking for, we're, like we are, I'm obsessed with people not waiting at the bar, not waiting for drinks, people being greeted when they walk in. Like we are obsessive. Like if you work there, like the people that are now working at Oscar are obsessed with customer service. Like if, if they don't acknowledge someone in five seconds, they can just see me being distraught. You know, like we, we are obsessive about customer service and they are now too. Like the, the people that are working there are equally as passionate and, and excited about like delivering a really great product and service to 
to people that come in. I'll agree with that because I was there last week. Yeah. And um, I got acknowledged straight away since yeah. I coming in and I bought the cocktail with the bubble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were trying to take a photo on the bubble by yeah. us before the photo. Yeah. <laughs> and I looked at her and I said, can I get and another bubble? Over. Yeah, yeah. And so she came over and gave me another bubble yeah. so we can take a photo. It's been, it's been, it's been good because I mean, that is what like, that's what we all do. Like we are there to, to fucking fill your bubble up. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that is what we like. <laughs> like, and the bubble's fantastic. Like, you know, the bubble's, the bubble's worldwide, the bubble's everywhere, but like we've probably, I mean, we do a three off, I mean, we do about 250 of those bubbles a week and it's still just as exciting as it is each time, you know. It still brings just the same smile to everyone's face yeah, regardless if they've had six on the night. And I brought a friend there who hadn't been there before. Yeah. She needed to have an hour to herself yeah. and, and just to get out and I rang her and said, I'm coming to pick you up. Yeah, um, yeah. And she's like, where are you taking me? And I said, you don't need to know, just come along for the ride. And we've been seeing that a lot, you know, like, I mean, I... Oh, fuck, it's, it's strange because we don't drink a lot. Like, I'm, I didn't know what a Malibu bottle looked like or a Bacardi bottle looked like before MBV. You know, like, I, I've never even had any time with alcohol. Um, and we, and I'm still not a huge, I still don't encourage, like, alcohol in, in excess. You know, it's, it's not it's not good for anyone. It's not healthy. But but the social side of Oscar Bar is, has been amazing to see. You know, there's been, regardless if you're 27 or 25, for example, 25 to 75, there's sort of nowhere for you to go in towns or with you and your friend or you and three of your friends and, and to have a conversation over a few drinks, you know, like, yeah. without being interrupted or without one of you having to go into the bar or one of you at the bar for 45 minutes and you know it's been a really nice to see it's really it's been a really nice space to see people in where they've just been enjoying each other's company you know and, and having a drink that they've paid a lot of money for and i hope suits the the, the value is there is the value we've seen in it, you know mm-hmm. so what's your vision for the oscar bar then where do you want to see it go you're in a small venue there so you can't really yeah, we aren't. I think this is it's a good challenge for us at the moment. Because and we why? Are, because you, challenge. So you mentioned the word again, challenge. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think it's like because we're at the point now where we'd normally be like right, fucking someone else can do this now from from now on, and which m- m- could be on the cards in the future. But I think it's a good chance the next few months to to try and build the quieter days. And you know, instead of seeing two hundred percent growth, we're going to see like five percent, and we actually have to be okay with like small incremental changes. You know, it's just not what we do well. But I think it's a good chance to sort of nail down a few of the small things that we usually pass over or pass on to someone else. So we're going to try and do that for a little while. I just don't think, I think at this exact moment in time, we're both, well, I said before, we've, we we put every dollar, like we literally like go close to having like like zero money to our name to open these places. Like to open Matlock Vile, you know, we, we went to like, like, we're talking less than, you know, a couple hundred dollars in, in joint accounts, you know what I mean? Like to open these places. So I think our tolerance for that's probably waning a little bit. I think we're a little bit over being that stressed all the time about you know the success of everything so i think we'll just hold off for a little while until we until we find out what we want to do next and and hospitality and maybe just enjoy what you've got at the we moment. will yeah exactly right and that's we actually yeah. we've just moved houses you know we spend time like we went to juliet's on the strand like the first month that Austin opened, and me and marissa sat there and i was like we haven't we actually haven't done that in like 18 months like we had not sat anywhere together like outside of one of the venues in like eight, it was insane like we sat we sit on our balcony now for 20 minutes and it's just wild. Like we had never done that, you know. Like we were not spending any time watching TV at home, like doing nothing normal, you know. So it's yeah. been not, it has been nice to um, to kick back and do nothing. I guess we're because at the point you don't now. want to lose the relationship. No, side it's of hard, man. That's what like I mean for people that are in business. It can be very partner, easily slipped into. Oh, trust very me. easily, you know. Like it's 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 we've done. I'm sure better than than most have with the stress we've taken on, but it has an impact, you know. It, it definitely has a an impact, especially when you. It's hard to separate your relationship from 
work. Like your, your work outcome sort Especially of dictates if you're doing your relationship. The same thing. Yeah, yeah. Like what's, we don't you, need for stories. You can't really go home and bitch no, about you your, work, like, your work colleague when it's your partner, you can you? And, and more importantly, <laughs> we don't have any. We don't have any different stories. You know, like we're, we're all just like we like. Marissa gets very annoyed when we talk about work all the time, but sometimes that's all we have. Like, it, it, which is what we're into. You know, it is. But sometimes it, it takes a bit of a, a reality check to, to realize that you haven't done much else. Making yeah. time for yourself is fucking. Is like, hard. So I think I think we're, we're sort of getting to the point now, like in our relationship, where we've probably had enough. Like it's been nice to come back to a bit more normality, um, and we're, we'll we'll try and start thinking about doing something else soon. So so hopefully, you know, I don't know, I don't know if it'll be hospitality based, but we'll do something that challenges us, I guess. Watch this space. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, should be good. I'm looking forward. To it. Like Townsville is a nice. I, I still believe a lot in Townsville. We have no intention to leave Townsville anytime soon. Um, and Townsville's still sort of ripe for opportunity. You know, we can get away with making mistakes in Townsville without, you know, huge overheads and huge leases. Um, where you can't get a lot of, away with a lot of those lessons in, you know, in southern states really. So it's been a great place to 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 sort of learn and to have a bit of fun. It's been good. Brave is jointly funded by the Commonwealth and Queensland governments under the Disaster Recovery Funding Arrangements. This podcast is produced by Damien Lawarden.